0: Hello
1: folks, and welcome to This Is Who We Are. I'm Sean Watkins. This is my podcast and my new album, all rolled into one. Each episode features one song off the record paired up with a conversation with a guest who is related to that song in some way. And that's the main point. Each guest is either loosely or sometimes directly related to the song in one way or another. The goal is just to use this album as sort of a topical springboard for me and my guests. And from there, we can go anywhere. This is
0: we
1: In this episode, we're going to talk to my brother-in-law, Todd C. Cooper. He is married to my sister, Sarah, and... Uh, He's one of the funniest people I, I know, he's just a great dude, and I really couldn't have hit the jackpot anymore uh, in the, the old brother-in-law department. Um, th- so the reason I am having him on this podcast is because he's sort of the reason I kept this song around. I, um, I wrote it 10 years ago, and you know, it's kind of a funny song. It's definitely the most bluegrassy song I've ever written, and I just never really thought of it as album material. But he's always liked it and, and requested we do it at our, our monthly Watkins Family Hour shows uh, when we're making the set list, which is just really cool. And um, when it came time to make this record with the Bee Eaters, uh, this song just seemed perfect. And, um, you know, without him, I may not have uh, remembered that this song even existed. Um, I'm really excited to have him on the podcast today. But first of all, uh, let's hear the song. This is I Can Still Write You a Song.
0: Be with you whenever I want to. I can console you when everything goes wrong. I can't say without words that I want you. But I can still write, I can still write you, I can still write you a song.
1: Disc spinning. It's coming in hot. Folks, I'm here with my brother-in-law, Todd C. Cooper. That's me. <laughs> That's <laughs> him. He's married to my sister. Say hi, Sarah. Hi. We got a sleeping baby upstairs, so we're going to keep the fun level down to a minimum. <laughs> That's right. We're going we're to talk quietly, but also... Fun can only be so high. Yeah. <laughs> so when you hear Todd not laughing so hard at my jokes, right. it's mo- merely to not wake up his sleeping child. He's <laughs> yeah. laughing. Otherwise,
2: right. it, like everything, this is the acceptable level.
1: It's like it's like a compressor, you know, like a, right. a compressor. If you if you have like an onboard thing, where you know, you want to keep your your guitar from going, you know, past a certain level, you just got to, it. Just stops right there at a certain point. It's like the golf clap of joy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, oh, so much. Oh my gosh. Okay, so so Todd. I have, I have I have I have Todd here because I am um, this particular song uh, I can still write you a song is one that I wrote a very long time ago it's and has jam. kind of been just kicking around and I do it sometimes uh, at Largo when Sarah and I do our Watkins Family Hours but um, I kind of wrote it as a joke and then it ended up just being fun and I've never recorded it and. Every now and then, when uh, I'd be over here practicing at, at Sarah and Todd's house with, with Sarah for a, for a Watkins Family Hour, Todd would say, "Hey, why don't you do that? I can still write you a song, song." And I would always say, "Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I like that one." And then we'd play it, and I'd really enjoy it. And so you were like the <laughs> you're like the keeper of the. I'm
2: the champion of that song. I fight for its rights.
1: So finally, when I was making this record, I you know I had a few songs that I wanted to do. But um, I was doing this record with the Bee Eaters, and they are a great string band, and all of a sudden I thought, ding, 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 this song is perfect for this record. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's the main reason why I have Todd C. Cooper here. By the way, when you look at your name, Todd C. Cooper spelled out, it's got a lot of double letters. It's pretty cool. D-D-C-C-O-O, right in a row. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's next level.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great.
2: Yeah, you're yeah. going to get a lot of reaction from that uh, when people see it. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I write it down. And people, it's like the word cellar door. It's gorgeous to look at.
1: <laughs> Wait, what the, what, what?
2: the word cellar door is supposedly one of the, like, be, look, this is based on my knowledge of Donnie Darko, where I think they said the word cellar door is the most beautiful word in the English language. Oh, yeah. It's got like two L's, two O's, and it supposedly just looks right, and it's balanced and all.
1: Man, I, I feel like I need to watch that movie again. Um, have you watched it, the it other recently? Day.
2: No, I just literally was thinking about it the other day. I, I, don't, I've, I used to watch it a lot. And I haven't watched it in a long time.
1: There are a lot of movies. Another movie that we were just talking about, Cable Guy. It's um, oh sort of on that list. Of movies that I saw you know, back when they came out, and I, I, I learned to enjoy Cable Guy. I definitely <laughs> did. Um, and Donnie Darko I enjoyed, but I'm, I'm definitely a much more mature person now, and I've seen more movies and probably would get more of the references at this point.
2: Yeah, I, I I really like how they showed. Uh, uh, you should watch that movie. It's it's if you haven't seen it, but <laughs> they, they talk. They show some uh, a sense of time travel, and I like the way they work with that. Yeah, uh, but it's it's really. I was thinking. I just was thinking about the other. I hadn't thought about it in years.
1: Yeah, but um, you know who worked on that movie that we know is Aaron Redfield. Our oh, that's good right, buddy, drummer. He, he's he, a drumsman. He's a drum drumsmith.
2: And as I understand it, he's. They used to be have him on set and as they would do takes, he would just drum along. Yep. And then they <laughs> built the soundtrack around.
1: <laughs> that Lives would be, that's I think that I think that's how they did it.
2: If oh man, I now I wish I was still trying to be a director sometimes because now all I want to do is do a scene where you have to play live drums. You have to shoot to a metronome. Yep. And a drummer playing the scene. Like so then you go like later and be like, Oh, that's a cool soundtrack. Like, yeah, it was in the room. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, live. It really brings the live, the live experience <laughs> what to the done. next level. I wanted to make something, but I wanted it to be a nightmare. Here's the thing: making a movie is really hard. Mm-hmm. How can we make it more difficult? <laughs> Let's do that.
2: You know the way that like it's prohibitive cost, the cost, and just how hard it is. Let's make it more miserable.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of a lot of musicians do. It's kind of cool to do that with music these days. Um, with with all what with all the. Analog throwback stuff. Oh gosh, it's I you knew know, it was coming. It's really hard to make music. I mean, I don't know. People find a way around it. You can dump it into Pro Tools and do whatever. Yeah, but, I mean uh, because you, you record
2: analog and then dump it into Pro
1: Tools. Yeah, right? so you're really it's really cheating. You know, yeah, people I mean, are like oh we did it all analog. Oh yeah, and then what did you do with it? But (laughs) you put it in a computer. Where a monster ate it and turned it into ones and zeros. (laughs) You put it in Pro Tools, quantized it, and and auto-tuned it. Cool. (laughs) Oh, awesome! It sounds
2: sounds really special.
1: (laughs) The idea of tape to the fact
2: that people actually cut tape is so crazy. I know. It's why like old movies, like the scene, the shots are so long and miserable. You're like watching a play. You're like, can we get another? angle, yeah. but like, uh, because it just cutting was a
0: nightmare.
1: Yeah. It also makes sense when you watch the old, <clears throat> you know, like the the infomercials and the commercials that uh, like public access that Tim and Eric are making fun of. Yeah. Like they were working with, they weren't yeah. able to cut tape. So <laughs> so they had all these little artifacts in there, you know? Interesting.
2: That's true. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah, I mean... And also, you know, I made a couple home videos when I was when I was uh, in junior high school, and <laughs> let me tell you, the editing not top shelf.
2: Uh, uh, oh man, I remember editing uh, uh, from the video camera into the VCR, mm-hmm. like just hitting pause and oh, then yeah. hitting play again. Yep. I also remember live editing where every. <laughs> Every shot at the front of the scene has somebody, you hear someone go, go. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't, man, you've can't. You you got like a three second window and, yeah. and you never know where the edit's actually going to fall. I remember you know? my friend had his
2: camera dialed in, like he'd shot a bunch on it and he's like,
1: yeah, it's like a three and a half
2: Mississippis. Uh, like he knew, <laughs> like, like, so he'd call the edit, like he'd be like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one now like yeah. he'd like hold off a second on the i
1: did you did you ever have to make any uh did you ever have to make any like video projects for school or for college or I, I didn't
2: i wish that i had had that because i really enjoy doing that yeah uh we just did it on the weekends for fun but i know you did and i'm so excited
1: <laughs> i just I, I i really hope that it that they exist that it exists there's one particular um project which was was uh i was probably in eighth or ninth grade and it's for Bible class, and they, you could either do. So the project was pick a Bible story. You can either write a report, or you can do a play, or you and your friends can make a video. And we were like, clearly, <laughs> uh, I'll write the paper. <laughs> I love writing a paper. Yeah. So we did um, Jonah and the whale, and uh, and we also were very much into uh, um, Indiana Jones at the time. So we included scenes from Indiana Jones where we couldn't where we couldn't have you know where we say we couldn't have you know throwing Jonah off a boat we couldn't have that um, but we could have Indiana jumping out of an airplane That's right so and I, based on the
2: production value of your film, I think it was almost imperceptible when it was Indiana Jones. No, it was seamless. And when it was you guys, it was like, "Here's an adult man falling out of a plane.
1: Here's some children in someone's backyard." I also we also took some risks, um, in that uh, so there's there's so Jonah says, "Wait, is it Jonah and the, <laughs> Jonah? Yeah, it's Noah and the ark." Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Somalia. I get it mixed up sometimes. Um,
2: I mean, we, we assume that Noah had a whale on that, on that boat Oh, yeah. He
1: had a big old tank. Yeah. <laughs> he had a whale tank. <laughs> I like that. That's where SeaWorld got their technology. The earth is covered in water. Like, two of these up here. Get them up here. That, listen, that water is going to be polluted. Yeah, you can't trust it's gonna that It's going to have a lot of... Other stuff in it? Oh, the, salt work.
2: and brine all mixed together. <laughs> Can't salt have brine. And salt and brackish. What are we doing? The
1: whole earth I is brackish. I think brine and brackish is like lesser salt water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> just subtle striations of salt water. Yeah,
2: brackish but, is is fresh and salt mix. Yeah,
1: I think that like it goes salt and then it goes <laughs> briny and then I think brackish is like. It's fresh with a little hint of salt Do you think your listeners I don't know why I have no idea why Do think you think
2: that, your listeners When they listen They're like Sarah you gotta get on a microphone If you wanna chime in <laughs> This is the Sarah you Your thoughts are important But if the listener can't hear It's 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 just for uh, Sean and I are going like this Uh huh Totally That's all they hear yeah. Yep You're totally right Sarah
1: <laughs> Life changing I, I think there is probably Another microphone In my cord somewhere Or you could you just wanna. You just come over here And go like in here Okay, tell us when you have a really good joke, and then we'll put yeah, the yeah, microphone yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of you. Okay? Because it's not timing's not part of it. <laughs> so, so we're ta- so we're talking about uh, brackish. No, Jonah. Jonah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, Jonah uh, gets God says, "Hey, um, I want you to go to Nineveh and tell them all they're gonna die, or they're all sinners and they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna die," and to which so we acted that out. I think one of us was God, and then then, uh, one of us is Jonah. And then we cut to a scene in Indiana Jones. (laughs) No, maybe it was something else. Maybe it was like uh, a Western, like Young Guns or something that was around that time. Anyway, cut to some old man going, I'd rather drink turpentine and piss on a brush fire. So that was supposed to be... Jonah, you had like, the word
0: "piss." In yes, the Bible we took class? a risk.
1: I said we took a we took a risk, and we you guys we, were in, edgy <laughs> in Bible class. And when when it came up, so we put the video in, and it was like. You remember those like rolling yep. pole things, and there's like a TV yep. on top of it, the VCR, and a you a murder, murder that tower. Stuff.
2: You have a, a second grader pulling this thing that would murder. <laughs> murder them.
1: tower. Yeah, I remember that crushing. That. A, yeah. yeah, a young, <laughs> a young upstart. Just and it's just all weighted at the top. Oh
2: yeah, it just un- unwieldy. Just tons of pa- weight. Um, oh, and
1: all kinds of wires hanging around. That's when VCRs weighed seven hundred pounds. Listen, can we get the murder card up on the? <laughs> <seven>? <laughs> <laughs> Classroom C Yeah <laughs> Send
2: your send your weakest First grader
1: <laughs> The weakest In the herd <laughs> little, I'm part of the media club I'll carry it The media club Yeah, yeah. That's- So So as we're wheeling out the murder cart, (laughs) the (laughs) murder cart gets wheeled in and I got the videotape in my backpack and I go, I'm thinking to myself, like, like, I felt great about it. It was funny when we did it. And then I was like, oh, shit, we're going to we got to play this for the teachers right here. And it's, you know, you realize at the time you're like, you think it's going to be great. And then you actually it's like when you write a song and then you play it for someone, you're like, oh, that experience is awful. Sharing the thing you made with somebody. So I put it in the machine I push it in Like you know Like grabs it And sucks it in And then And then I gotta like Make sure it's at the right I think it, I had not Rewound it to the right spot or Yeah maybe like it,
2: it would like started with a, in The last scene of a Golden Girls episode totally, or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah so it was probably Like some uh, music thing We taped on TV I think it was like The end of like The country music awards Or something that we taped So I was like <laughs> Okay wait hold on No here we go And then wait, you get rewind. that Weird scramble Yeah Like in between like a, <laughs> Hold on I gotta Just the, the tracking award guys too
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kids in costume
1: so, and we get to it, and we get to that point, and I, you know, we start pressing play, and the the piss on a brush fire turpentine <laughs> fish. It's in the middle, and I was just cringing. I was like, oh, "I can't believe we did this." My stomach's like <laughs> turning upside down. I knew we were gonna get in trouble. I don't think we got in that much trouble. I think I think my Bible teacher was like, um, you know, that was kind of inappropriate <laughs> that part. Um, so I think I got like a, you know, B minus or a C for it. You got you know, immediately like your artistic choice that you had made
2: was just yeah. like, now it was just a problem. Like you, you, when you put it in, you're like, I don't care. We're trying to tell a story here. Yeah. You were like the super director.
1: We, we were taken down a grade, not because <gasps> of, I, I'm pretty sure that's why we got like a lesser grade, like a B minus or a C. Because, and I'm pretty, we told the story very well. And it was also very funny I think we took it down. It was taken down for moral purposes, oh, like man. yeah. So, it would, um, but you know, it's a you know junior high school Baptist, you know Baptist <laughs> junior high school in like 1993. So but you have to believe in your art. You're Probably like
2: this. Find me another scene that does what we want to do. That's right. Decision. That's right.
1: And I really hope. I feel like some it. This videotape exists somewhere um, in the nether I regions feel like of I've my seen house. it. Maybe I've just heard you talk about it. But I, Sarah, I, has something to say.
3: I just want to say that. I've seen this video so many times, and I think it's hilarious. And I have I have so many vivid memories from the making of this video, as well as watching it. Were you in it? Yeah, I was in it, and I. But I mostly just followed them around yeah. all day, like while Sean and Vinny and Manny made this. Mm-hmm. No, it
1: was me, and it was just me and Vince and Josh. Oh, Josh. Duggan? Josh. No, other Josh. I can't remember his last name. Yeah. Um. Great dude. Great, great. dude. So one. So one. One other creative decision I'm proud of um, was. Um, we used, um, we got a close up on our our parents had horses. We got a close up on some horse lips for the whale lips. <laughs> so we, we used to just go up and grab, you can grab <laughs> horses' lips and make them talk like Mr. Ed, which also is.
0: I love it. Funny. Wait, in this,
2: in your telling of it, the whale talks?
1: No, the whale, oh. the, the whale is like, you know, close up on the whale, you pull open the horse's lips, and you see teeth, and you're like, whoa, a big whale. Ah! So that's the whale. <laughs> You guys... Also, it's really funny to think about a whale having big
2: horse teeth. You guys standing around, (laughs) like, coming up with that must have been... Like, being there must have been amazing. Like, if if somebody could, like, just be a little bird watching, and just seeing one of you guys, be like, here's an option. (laughs) We got
1: horses right there. They got lips and teeth. You just get close up on that? It covers all our bases. doesn't matter that it's a... (laughs) It's big black and brown
2: colors. Did anyone go? Uh, yeah, you know we all also have lips. <laughs> <indeed>. <laughs> That's
1: true. Yes, I think it was. It was. It was mostly just that it was non-human lips. We're like, we gotta have something, and it can't be a dog because everyone knows that a dog. Thank God you got, guys like,
2: didn't have a turtle. But like, <laughs> just some, some that didn't make yeah, sense. Like, what turtle. is turtle that? Even, been,
1: yeah, little tortuga. Yeah. So we, um, I, I, I would love to find this video, but you know. Uh, like, how do you find something like that? It's it's like a needle in a haystack. There's probably so many old home videos packed away in some box. You know, I, I lost somebody's wedding video.
0: Ugh.
1: I think Mandy and Jordan. I think I lost their wedding video. But were you the one responsible?
2: Yes, they put I you in charge it. of that.
1: I'm the dumbest. guy No, they no, know. I'm not saying. I'm not surprised. I'm just saying that, like, so, I didn't know I was there. I didn't know you had such responsibility. I shot some of it, and I, 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 I
2: sorry, I gave my camera. We used my. I had a nice camera at the time. We gave the camera to her cousin who shot it, and then I cannot find the tape. I looked through every tape I ever had. I have no idea to this day what happened wow. to Wow. Well, my, my gut says, I know this is crazy, that I gave them the tape, but they didn't have the uh, something to play it on. Yeah.
1: Is what I feel like happened, but also po- probably. That, also that feels right because you are not one to mess around with that kind of thing. You would have given it to oh, them. Also, I'm
2: a walking pile of fear. Like anxiety and fear, and like doing somebody wrong makes me upside down for a long time. But yeah, it's never really, we've never discussed it, but I do feel like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Gosh, I'm a walking pile of fear too. We got we got to we got to deal with this stuff man. <laughs> or or we just uh, you know, we hit middle age double
2: down, let it be what it is. I'm going to just be <laughs> consumed by it for the rest of my life. That's my you choice. You know
1: what? Why change? Yeah, why change
2: anything? I had to quit things I loved doing because I was too afraid. It's
1: good. It's good. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, that's part um of it. so okay. I, I have okay, so I have a question for you. This is something That uh, I actually am genuinely curious about Because I was thinking on the way over So, Todd, you grew up on the East Coast
2: The best coast
1: (laughs) I have no East Coast pride (laughs) I just wanted to double down on it Yeah, absolutely Well, uh, your best coast is doing pretty good right now With the hurricanes Oh, yeah, uh, uh,
2: Virginia Beach, Virginia Just (laughs) barely missed Oh, that's right Yeah, man Yeah
1: Um, God bless all you people there In the hurricane region It's
2: tough times out there
1: Um. So but you grew up uh, in in uh, a very shall we say non-bluegrassy musical environment. You were <laughs> you were you were in uh you were in in into hardcore and you were in punk bands and you were in a band with our our buddy John Foreman who was on another another oh, yeah. episode. Right? You were were yeah, you in a
2: band you, together? That was pre-punk. That was like 7th grade. That was we started they started playing because One one night we had been we'd become friends and I went over there and I just gotten a guitar and I was like super into guitar. One of my other friends had a band and I was like this is cool. Yeah, we played and I I was the singer for this band because I did not know how to play yet and we did a Black Sabbath song and something like we did like Iron Man and something else and I was like this is the best thing in the world to be in a band.
1: So it never gets better than that feeling. By the way, it
2: feels amazing like playing music and you're like even if it sounds terrible it's like. We're making this.
1: I think it's important for people to remember that, like, when U two is up on stage and they're playing, it's definitely bigger, f- like that's right, f- like from from our perspective. But on on the best nights, they're just re- recreating that feeling. It's entire. I heard somebody say
2: one time, uh, when you're playing like football with your friends and like like somebody's like. Gets a touchdown on like some crazy catch and gets a touchdown and they're like, yeah! Like the joy that kid feels in that moment is no different than the joy somebody gets catching a football in no the Super Bowl. No It's the same because there's only there's only so much joy you can have. Yeah, and it's like that's what it is. Like you're you're it's peeking out. It's totally true. And the same is with music, like yeah. like uh, 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 YouTube playing something from Joshua Tree and the crowd losing their minds. Is the same as us being in that room it's playing Iron feeling. Man
1: poorly. That's why they're still doing it because they had that right. feeling. They're chasing the dragon. Oh man, that's all music <laughs> is. Little drug dragon. reference. Don't worry about it,
0: folks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't chasing the dragon heroin?
2: I think I think that that's a South Park a drug reference by way of South Park reference. Is that right?
1: Yeah, but I thought that they did it because it was real.
2: I think it is. I think it's Doesn't the heroin. It South
1: Park. Everything South Park does is real.
2: No, I agree with that. I think it is the heroin. Uh, chasing
1: the dragon. Maybe. Yeah, it's just like you're trying to chase that thing. That, yeah. That's like you know, but you never really catch it. Oh yeah, because in South Park they had an actual dragon. That's It was right. like, hey, follow me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. So oh, so man. John had a, I spent the night
2: at his house one night. We'd like been buddies, and I hung out over there. And he had a guitar just in his room, and I was like, dude, you have a guitar? He's like, I've never played it. And I'm like, look. I'm in another band. Let's you and I start a band. <laughs> like, I had, had designs on a band before I knew the guy had touched a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and so he he started playing guitar, and then uh, his brother Tim got a bass because it was like, well, I guess I play bass if, yeah. if we got two guitar players. Yep. And we started a band. So, so It great. was the funnest, yeah. So then what did you – so how old were you then? That was like eighth grade, seventh grade. So okay. So I don't know. like. So then you 11. got
1: into – like, what, what were the songs that you... So, you played, like, Black Sabbath, Led well, Zeppelin. Well, that was
2: Zeppelin, yeah. We yeah. played some Zep. Uh, we played some Beatles. Taxman was a song. Oh, yeah. But not the whole song. Just parts of it. <laughs> uh,
1: also... <laughs> Mainly the part that goes, Taxman. Yeah, like, like... Oh, yeah. Totally. The end. That's what we knew. Listen, the rest of that song... Just totally surprised. But then, then
2: we would stop and be like, that song is awesome. Next. Uh, and then uh, we wrote, a, like, not surprising with John Foreman, like, just wrote a bunch of songs. Yeah. So had a bunch of originals that weren't very good because we we're it was the first thing we'd ever done. Yeah. But surprising, like, when you look back at it, like, it's cool. Like, some kids learned how to play guitar and then re- wrote songs right away. It's yeah, amazing. Totally it was fun.
1: cool. So, when did you, so what I'm getting at is, so now when I look at, look through your record collection, there's a lot of like rare, awesome, um v- uh vinyl of like like uh a lot of hardcore <laughs> a lot of hardcore bands that Weird grindcore that grindcore death metal that and I've hardcore. kind of heard of that I feel like I've heard of um through friends of mine who are into it and um and they're like these cult classics or i mean that's probably a bad term but like you know maybe not a maybe not a million records have been sold but the people that have them love them that's right yeah there's like a lot of like collectory sarah they're, right now sarah, has chosen those are a. in
2: alphabetical order Sarah. Far she just
1: <laughs> yanks them out like sarah went over she's being very helpful now she's shuffling them like oh. a deck of cards <laughs> 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 they're in alphabetical order put in that way by it's Todd pristine. Cooper, and Sarah is just willy nilly going through. Just pick a like card, any card. Here you just, go. There's an um, Ink and Dagger record in there. Uh, like,
2: I think I have a first pressing of a, a, a Promise Ring record, which Promise Ring was like a cool
1: indie rock band. Uh-huh. I had like a lot of cool uh, stuff that I really loved. So that that's like your kind of your musical base, right? Yeah, man, I love that. I, it, and you've been in bands, and you've got yeah. a really great band called Holy Fever with friends of ours. That's so fun. That band that um, made a. Made, well Todd made an incredible video for that was a fun video well, what is too. it we should plug it what's it called
2: oh yeah that one's called uh find your fame it's a uh, holy fever find your
0: Fame
1: holy fever is the band and it's with a, um, a good friend of mine a, a roommate of uh, old roommate Sam barbara and a couple other guys and Todd sings and it's so good really and fun. that video Todd made with um uh, puppets with uh homemade puppets and undid it Paper bag. Pa- oh, paper always, bag, right, paper bag, yes. There always says sandwich bag. <laughs> and everyone's
2: like, like the plastic, the clear plastic sandwich bags. No, paper bags.
1: <laughs> uh, Oh, That would be so disappointing. Yeah. Clear you'd be like, plastic oh, gross. Bags. You
2: could just see a hand in a bag.
1: <laughs> a gross <laughs> hand in a bag with like two weird eyes drawn on it. Just, and it doesn't of, respond at all. It's just humid in there from all the sweat. <laughs> sweat and gross. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like if someone heard about the idea like back in the old time of days before there was like the internet and stuff and they're like you can make a puppets out of out of sand out of lunch bags and they did that and they're like it doesn't seem to be working but it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's kind of cool. And then cool. some somebody comes along and is like, "Hey dummy, no paperback. paper like, bags." Oh, you I knew idiot. something was wrong. <laughs> um, so so, here's what I'm getting at so I feel like I was thinking about um and I've I've uh, been around you a, f- a fair amount since you've been married to my you guys have been married for 10 11 years? 10 years now ten years yeah so growing up in 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 like a hardcore scene on the East Coast um, I feel like bluegrass you you've Bluegrass must have been sort of a shock to you, like, because you you were sort of forced into going to these bluegrass festivals yeah. where there was a lot of it happening, a lot of the same thing happening all the time, and uh, I feel like you've come you've come to like some of it. Yes, free, and uh, which is the the right the right thing to do. You should not like all of it. You're
2: part of my, uh, I mean, obviously, because like you were around when I was listening to, but you're a big part of like what I love bluegrass. You don't, you might not remember we had a conversation about the Leuven Brothers mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Dri- I think I had just started dating Sarah. Uh-huh. We were riding around, you were driving, and you were talking about Leuven Brothers. I went and got a Leuven Brothers record, and I was like, "Oh, I can get on board with this." Yeah, and so I had been I had been in a country band for a minute. Um, right, and I had gotten into Hank, Hank Floyd. Williams, Hank Floyd, yep. yeah. And I'd gotten into Hank Williams. It seems like everyone in hardcore, this is like everyone I know who I grew up with that was in hardcore, like sort of listens to hardcore and then always ends up in country somehow. I don't know why, right. but it folk country stuff kind of catches some of that. But Well,
1: it makes sense to me because there's a rawness. They don't yes. end up in the country like Tim McGraw. No, no, but, no, no. But, no. They, but like there's a rawness to um, Leuven Brothers and Hank Williams yep. that is, there's an honesty and rawness that is totally sonically different from from that kind of music but um at its essence there's a similar uh root you know
2: exactly as sarah Sarah puts it bluegrass is more punk rock than punk rock right sarah used to tell me she's like you guys like think you're so punk like we (laughs) she's like the way we used to tour and the things we used to do that was punk like playing like like and your music was uncool Right, like, <laughs> That's true. like you're not only like like yeah, you're playing a basement show in in the middle of nowhere maybe, but like it's still punk rock and punk That's rock funny. is cool. Yeah,
1: if you totally if you just if you take away the fiddles and the banjos, stuff like that, you you end up playing yeah, it's very similar. The the venues, the vibe, um, the probably the idea of yeah. like someone
2: being a rock star like it was super uncool. Like if you played bluegrass, you better be on board with everyone. Like no one is cooler than anyone. We're yeah. all here doing this together. Yeah, it must have been part of it, right? hold on
3: the stuff that that's that todd was telling me about early on was like you know some band would come in and they'd have a trailer behind their van and you're like roll your eyes at i'm like all right guys like you you're this big deal
1: okay calm and then like hold if somebody changed the
3: their clothes b- between like their day clothes where you like unload the trailer and set up your gear and you change your clothes for the stage yeah that's like you're out. No way. Yeah. Like, I, be, be who you are all the time. And I, I remember thinking that about bluegrass yeah. people, too. I remember
1: seeing something about the Ramones where they did, like, towards the end of their tour, they kind of did, like, a or career. They did, like, a comeback. They, they did, like, a Lollapalooza or something like that. And they rolled up in a bus or something. And everyone gave them so much shit about it. <laughs> That sounds exactly... With, and this is like they've been a band for 20 years influencing people. And they're like, wait, why aren't they in a shitty van?
2: It's so dumb. There was this band <laughs> called... there's this hardcore band called Earth Crisis, who was like a, a larger straight-edge hardcore band that uh, I remember they came and they had a, a like a late model, like a newer van and yeah. trailer. And we're like, these sellouts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Like must be not, like yeah. the idea like uh, my other band my other friend who was in a band there's this band called Channel I, I don't know if anybody cares about these bands there's a band called Converge my friend Nate was in this band called is in this band called Converge he was in this band called Channel mm-hmm. before that uh, that is like uh, I remember they toured in this it wasn't a minivan but it was like. A
0: little bigger than mini yeah. like, van,
2: <laughs> and they had like built a loft to like shove their gear in underneath them, so uh-huh. people like sleep up on top of the gear. Essentially, yeah, it was tiny, and that was like, yeah, yeah that's what touring is. Yeah, anything else is like you're a
1: sellout. Yep, <laughs>
0: so insane,
1: so funny. Yeah. And I remember the, it's funny, like looking back at the, the gigs that people took seriously and really got excited about. Like for for us, like got a big pizza pizza place gig <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> First Tuesday of every month, Lamp Post Pizza.
2: Oh man, we would have killed for a pizza gig. Oh
1: man, that's the best because you get sometimes you get like a, a little deal on the pizza. Oh man. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of similarities between bluegrass and punk rock. When you get to, when you think about like the original, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm I'm uh, I've been reading and kind of studying up on uh, Bill Monroe and the, a lot of the founders of bluegrass lately for this project that I might be working on. And um, Bill, <laughs> one of the funny things about Bill, he. Took his mandolin in to Gibson to get fixed. Um, oh no, to get um, refretted. It's this this uh, tw- like a 1928, I think Lloyd Lore. Really, really amazing mandolin that he bought at, like at a at a. I think he bought it like at a barber shop in Florida. It was, were they
2: always amazing? Was like a Lloyd lore always like a special I mandolin? Think they,
1: well, I think they were at the time. It was just like here's a new mandolin that's kind of fancy. Got it. Um, so it was and, always fancy. It was always fancy, okay. but it wasn't like, I don't think it was like, you know, the most expensive, crazy new thing. I think it wasn't like that, a house payment like or a house no, mortgage like no, it is now. No, I think he bought it for like 50 bucks. And oh, then, wow. um, but then, so it became famous because he was playing it, you know, for like a while and he needed to get a fret job. So he sent it back to Gibson and they were like, hey, we're going to be nice and kind of clean it up, polish it a little bit, send it back to him. They sent it back to him and he was like, what would you do to my mandolin? I just want to get a fret job. And you clean it up, you polish it. It's got like, you know, they probably covered up some of the scratches. So then he got a piece of glass, broke a bottle, got a piece of shattered of glass, scratched up the entire finish of it with the glass, and then scratched off the label Gibson at the top so no one could see that it was a Gibson. No way. Yeah, scratched the hell out of it. And um, like when I heard that story, I was like, oh yeah, that's totally punk. <laughs> that's the original punk thing to do, right? I there.
2: remember my friends and I had a guitar that like. You know, you play a show and, like, inevitably, like, you're hitting super hard, you're playing super hard, you scratch your finger, your pick finger, and you're bleeding a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not, it doesn't hurt, you don't even know what's happening, and, but your guitar gets blood on it. I remember multiple times and multiple people, like, Be like putting their guitar away with blood on it, and it was like, "Are you gonna wipe that off?" You're like, "Ah, it doesn't matter." Yeah, like opening your, like having a little blood on your guitar was about as cool as it got. Oh, so. But like, if you send it in to get restrung or restrung, refretted or something, and they wiped it off, you're like, "Dude, I know what are you
0: doing? I bled.
1: I bled on that." So. (laughs) So. Here's what I, I was, I was thinking about this on the way, um, on the way over kind of how you must feel about bluegrass. I feel like maybe bluegrass to you is like, um, it's like a mother-in-law. It's like something you married into. <laughs> 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 like our mom is pretty cool. She's not like the, you know, it, like a lot of mother-in-laws can, can be very mother-in-law-y and, um, you know, that's a stereotype, but, um, but <laughs> like bluegrass is like this thing that you're like, well, I guess it's a, that's, that's. It's gonna be around just gonna have to learn to live with bluegrass i guess (laughs) it's funny it is like your family in that like
2: i'm married into such a great family where you're like oh they things they do are great like uh (laughs) there's some really great stuff in here the same like it's like that marrying into it yes uh yeah but i really love bluegrass like i i really connect to the punk aspect of it and uh, that makes me sound like i way corny i really i really am in love with the the rawness of the dress like Mm -hmm. i don't have any interest in anything new pop country i like when i go to telly ride with you guys um like typically like by sunday I have to take a walk and listen <laughs> to hardcore. I do remember
1: a Telluride, one of the first <laughs> Tellurides we went to, and there was just you know, I mean, there's a lot of amazing music. And when you yeah. grow up playing, playing it, it's it, it, it's sort of I feel like I'm immune to the the overdosing side of it. But I remember Sarah saying at one point, I was like, "Where's Todd?" And she's like. He went to go take a long walk with some hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I, like,
2: my brains, I just couldn't have more of it. Like, I just hit yeah. a wall. It was weird, oh, and I just had totally. to cleanse my brains.
1: I totally, I totally but, know. <laughs>
2: but that isn't all bluegrass either, you know? Like, I, straight up bluegrass, I really love. I I like I actually like playing it. I like yeah. listening to it. I really love it. I should and also
1: like, mention, Todd, you got an upright doghouse right. bass, and we have great family jams together. Fun
2: fam jams. It, fam it's, jams. I love the Fam Jam, and I mean, like, it helps that I play with people who are the best at it because <laughs> I'm a hack, but it's real fun. And and um, you know, I, I think uh, it's like this song, like the, the this piece for me is like it hits. I don't know what I really don't know how to put it in words. What I love about bluegrass, but it hits all of those notes for me.
1: Well, for maybe it's because, and I was thinking about this on the way over too, that it is. Bluegrass is kind of silly sounding, <laughs> you know, it's a silly, you know, it's, I mean, not to put it down, but it's, um, it's kind of a hyper and there's a lot of notes happening and it's, it's just kind of, uh, it, it can be sort of playful sounding and when you, where I get bummed out is when you, that when people try to write like really serious, yes. uh, a certain kind of lyric over that sound, like it just sort of, it just, it just really rubs me the wrong way. Um, hmm. But um, maybe lyrically, this one and this song also—it's um, it's silly, but it's also like really desperate. Yeah. Like when I wrote it, I it was just—it was just like a joke. I don't even remember who, what girl I was. There, there was some sort of situation going on with some girl, and I was like being ghosted basically. Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking like, well, man, I just there's nothing I can really do. But, uh, you know, as an act of desperation, I was like, well, I can write a song, you know, and that was like my <laughs> stupid way of connecting, even though I wouldn't ever connect with her, but it was like my, my way of it. So Blue it was like, uh, like, torch songy,
2: huh? bluegrass is kind of torch songy. It is like, it lends itself to allowing that to be the case. Right? Torch
1: songy. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, like, like, oh, like, un- like lots of unrequited love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But,
2: or like just, yeah. Raw emotion. It, like, if if I don't think what you're, I don't think the song is corny but if what you're saying is like that it's corny or whatever there's like a space for that in bluegrass that totally. feels right yeah but this doesn't feel corny to me like that well thanks yeah I but yeah but I but this song is so it hits all the right things for me and I always I remember being at Largo in on Fairfax yeah when I was afraid to like even be. Ver- like at all verbal because you don't want to stick out there because it was so scary um <laughs> there was like a there was a very firm culture of like cool if someone's on stage shut up <laughs> uh, very true, yeah. and like everyone should shut up especially me like coming in dating someone like there was like they were looking at me like get out of here um and uh, <laughs> i remember you guys being on stage and one time and i yelled that song up you're like oh yeah because it was just at the end of yeah. Old Largo, right? Yeah, it was. That.
1: It was like 2000. It was like 2006, 2007. Yeah, and, and I think Largo moved in 2008. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Um, so,
2: but yeah, it was. It was then, and I remember calling that. I was like, oh yeah, I used to call for it a lot. Dude, I you love were in that on it. Song.
1: You're the you're the OG fan of this song. OG. See, that's F. why I have you on the, on my podcast. I'm,
2: I get to be on the cast because I fought for a song. You,
1: you planted those seeds years ago, and it's finally coming to fruition. <laughs> After, after we after we press stop on this, you're like my work is done. Yeah, I did with what I song, came to do. Got to move on to another. Put song. it in
2: the world. Now I got to find another one I'm fighting for. <laughs> I had that happen with a Switchfoot song back in the day when I when I was working with Switchfoot. I fought for a Switchfoot song that made it Would on. You, really? Yeah, like uh, one that they didn't. There was a, a riff that John had for years and years, and I thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. I really liked this riff, and uh, it was called "Dirty Second Hands" is the name of the song. It was on this on the uh, record after the big record, right? Uh, not the one after Beautiful Letdown. I can't remember right. what it's called. Um, but but uh, I actually got writing credit on it because one night John and I like after a show when I was t- I was a guitar tech for those guys, and after the show I was like we were sitting on the bus and I was like you gotta finish that song so I pulled out a guitar he pulled out a guitar and I just wrote like the second riff yeah and it was enough I think just for him to think through what those parts could be yeah I I, I did nothing I barely have a guitar part on it but they were nice enough to give me co-write. it does
1: not have to be that much and also it, it just takes encouragement like. So just one person saying, hey, I like that song, we'll keep it alive, you know, because, yeah. because, um, uh, we've got a- enough negative voices in our brain that are, you know, <laughs> telling us, hey, that song sucks, you know, no one likes it, even if people are like, yeah, cool, but if someone actually brings a song up by name, they're like, hey, that song is good, you should do that, that's really, that's going to be really important. Um, <laughs> Did
2: Reality Calls make it out? It's on the last record, It's on right? a,
1: s- Fiction Family, that's right, that's right, yeah, that's right, that's right calls? Yep. um, I wrote that right around the same time, too. Yeah, I
2: remember. I had, I, re- I love that one, too. That
1: house, I, I was living in, um, oh, yeah. in Hollywood, and that that was probably right around the time when you guys started dating, right? Is it
2: possible that you were living in Encinitas at Alex's place? Oh, oh, see, yeah. that's Todd. This is what I wanted to... This is really why, <laughs> that's I why I'm, to I'm the guest. <laughs> Still write um, me a song.
1: Um... No, well, yeah, that was probably during a time when I had my place at Alex's and and Hollywood. Either that or – I think I actually was still in um, – no, I was definitely still in Carlsbad then. Oh, okay. I met at Carlsbad Place and, and this house in Hollywood that was with um, two – two, between two and four other <laughs> roommates, <laughs> depending on the week. Um, and I remember – gosh, that place was wild – and Any, maybe
2: five maybe five roommates if you count someone who broke in and
1: <laughs> that's true we did have someone who lived under the front porch for <laughs> two weeks maybe <laughs> undisclosed to me <laughs> and then moved back in later uh, like a week or two later and um i had to, i had to say buddy man and i totally like threw my roommate under the bus i was like she's gonna freak out you can't i'm totally fine with this but she will not like it at all and um he was real. He was real. He was a real jerk. Anyway, he was not grateful for anything, so I didn't feel bad kicking him out. Yeah. But uh, yes, five roommates and a stolen, hobo? yeah, hobo. <laughs> five roommate, four roommates and a hobo.
2: Oh wow, that's a great TV show.
1: Four roommates <laughs> and a hobo. <laughs> uh, uh, do, I stole that from Gillian Welch. That melody.
2: I remember. <laughs> I,
1: I feel like we all steal from Galeenwell. I don't know why Go to Sleep, Little Baby made me think of Go, Go- uh, Oh, I see. That's what that <laughs> melody is. Uh, w- uh,
2: I remember the lyric. Also, by the way, I guess I just never listen to lyrics in songs. Mm-hmm. It's just not. I don't know why. It's not part of my thing. Yeah. Bluegrass was the first time I started listening to lyrics.
1: Well, you can't avoid it when they're like, meh, <laughs> That sounded like a motorcycle yeah, right there.
2: Dude, I was just, it sounded like NASCAR, yeah. <laughs> which is maybe why NASCAR is so popular in the South. Uh, but, but I remember like, um, I can't open your heart with a church key. Oh yeah. And I just was like, that is about as good a lyric. Like church key is such a specific word.
1: Yeah. That I definitely got that from, I don't, I think that came from uh like a rhyming dictionary or something like that. Cause I didn't really know what a church key was. And then I saw it and I looked it up and I was like, Oh, that's perfect. And it has nothing to do with the church. Like a church, that she would go to. I think a church key is the thing that you pops a little triangle hole in uh-huh. a can. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um.
2: Because yeah, it makes like a steeple shape. Oh, like, is that why? Like, yeah, it makes sense to me. Like it Gosh, looks like I'm just now putting that together. Or not a steeple. What's it like that that arch like the yeah. like the triangle essentially at the top of a church. Yeah. Um. It's steeple. Is steeple is that right? Yeah, steeple shape. This
1: is the church. And church the key.
2: Steeple. Um. But but I remember feeling like it was. I'd never heard that word before. It felt so heavy. Church key felt like uh, um, a specific, but be like, uh, like throw almost through re- throwing religion at it. Yeah. Even though it wasn't like no, but I, it, I definitely like great. that. I
1: like that. That's like a ha- when you're writing a song and you're just trying to figure out what to what to say and you're looking at different options. Sometimes little option like happy accidents happen. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, that's kind of cool because. Uh, yeah, you can't. You're not going to find your way to someone's heart like through religion or like being like, "Hey, we go to the same Bible study or church or whatever." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess maybe some people might find that uh, find that enticing, but um, but for most people, you know, that's that's not a it's it's not a valid option. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's not like something that's going to last. It's not um, a done deal. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. Every now, it's funny because there's you write so many songs over the years and every now and then there's just like one line where you're like, I I like singing that, that one line. And it ends up being like 2% of (laughs) of, church and church key.
2: You get proud of, I get proud of it. Yeah. I'm proud of
1: that one. Um, that's, I mean, it's just one that it's one that when I, when I know it's coming up, I'm like, cool. Yeah. I want to sing
2: this. You know, Sean, for, for me too, the word song in a song kind of bothers me. Totally. Like when like, I don't like there was, I don't know if this is just a thing with young bands but somehow every band has a song called the something song. Oh yeah. And like a- acknowledging that it's a song like we know it's a song just call it whatever right? I know. And but like I could still write you a song like I could see why I can understand why, for you, it has, like, caveats of things that make it not great. Yeah. But, like, as a listener, it's so... It's one of my favorites that you've ever done, which is so funny, because you've written such great stuff. Oh, man. Thank hey, you. But, like, it's such a... It's such, like, a... I'm such a fan of it. It's so good on so many levels. Church keys like, a great moment in it. But, like, the whole song is great. Thanks, and man. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I love... I'm such a fan of it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I... um. The other thing that that the that song was just three verses. It was really really super short for a long time. And then when I um, when it came time to record it, and I was with the Bee Eaters, I thought it just needed it needed something else. It needed some kind of like a bridge or something different. And so we added the um, the middle section.
2: And I won't listen to it.
1: And I was trying. To <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I was, it's funny because when you write a you know it's funny writing a song. I mean, I started it like 12 years ago and then to finish it, I'm totally, I'm a very different person and songwriter. And so yeah. I was trying to like think, I was trying to it's think true. back on what Sean in 2006, 2007 would have, would have written. And, um, and I feel pretty happy. I feel pretty happy with it. There's a line about, um, kissing my own arm. Um, hmm. uh, Basically, just saying like you know, um, this is how desperate I am. You're not here, and um, so I'm like, I've resorted to kissing my. Which did you ever hear about people doing that? Or like, I remember like watching Sarah. Did you kiss your own arm? <laughs> you gotta she, practice. She I, admitted to it. I think it. I maybe did once. I get. I remember seeing some kind of TV show, like some something on TV where um, yes. two girls were like, "What's it like to kiss?" And and you know, one of them said, "Well, just practice on your arm. That'll help."
2: I it, <laughs> uh, like I absolutely remember that we must. It must have must have been the same show or like it was on Little a few House, shows. It
1: wouldn't have been Little House on the Prairie, but it was something. It like was like a, a
2: TGIF or maybe like, type show.
1: Maybe like say, but not say by the Bell. Um,
2: Could have been something like that. It was definitely a kids' ish show, yeah. but I remember that too. And never a worse piece of advice has been given. <laughs> What In what way is licking your arm good? Like uh, how, uh, Who's getting like, whoever kissed on someone was like, yeah, you're a you, great kisser. Like I licked my arm a listen, ton. Listen, my
1: arm gave me some great feedback.
2: I got great notes. You know how when you kiss somebody, it's like you're <laughs> kissing a piece of flesh that's just flat and straight?
1: That's the other thing. That's what it my experience was. Like. It should be like... Like maybe you could do like make a make a like a little you can't see it right now on <laughs> like posts. one of those little, like little fist f-
2: mouths like a fist mouth <laughs> like, like, like when you make <laughs> your like you when you make your thumb talk yeah totally and you kiss that thing
1: yeah that would have been a better but still that's really. Um, Anyway, so I was just trying to think of uh, s- something, something <laughs> desperate, something desperate that. that Dude,
2: well, the first time I kissed somebody, I was. Uh, this is like a, another, st- a very different story. Mm-hmm. No, it's not even a good story. I just remember like my lips touching a, a girl's lips, and it just being like lightning hitting my mouth. Yeah. Like, it, it was like, <laughs> what? As soon as as soon as soon our lips touched. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't great. It wasn't like no. lightning, like, yeah, boy. It was like lightning, like, ooh, like it was wet. Yeah. Like, one would think living at that point, I don't know, 10 years with a mouth, I w- or 11 years, I would have been aware that it's wet in there. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> <wet in> there. <laughs> I put my mouth On a mouth And I was like Ooh, It's wet
1: Well and yeah it was... And it also It's just all the feelings At once You're like "I'm," And then the other thing is You're like I'm really doing it I'm yep, doing it right now right. Oh, It's God. happening And like all these oh, Crazy God. chemicals Are firing in your brain Again That's kind <laughs> of One of those things It's sort of like You know The first time you play A, ba- a song With your band You know When you're in yep. Junior high school You're just trying to Trying to recreate That I just—I also had
2: like a lot of Christian stuff going on in me at that point. So yeah, oh, a lot of
1: conflict. Uh, yeah, a lot of Jesus
2: conflict in my soul. Yeah. And I remember putting my lips on her lips and just immediately being like, "I gotta get out of here," <laughs> and like pulled my face away like after like a quick minute. And she, by the way, not to brag, <laughs> I was a seventh grader. She was a she was an nice.
0: eighth grader. <laughs> Wait, how
1: old were you?
2: I was in seventh grade, so oh, she dude, was a great older. older. Yeah, no big deal. I mean, I mean I was we're just... talking
1: borderline freshman material here. <laughs> 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 wait, uh, oh, wait. you weren't even no. What is freshman? Freshman's ninth, grade. ninth grade. Yeah, grade, yeah right? you're right. But I mean, I was talking about the movie, but still, it would have been <laughs> funny if you were. I mean, she was borderline freshman. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was. I was coming kind in. A coming in situation. close. Yeah, I mean I'm just a
2: I'm just like a warm elementary school student at this point. Seventh grade's like just So she was sixth getting a little one.
1: she's getting a little younger action. You oh know yeah for her? She, she was like she
2: was rabbing the cradle. <laughs> and I was <laughs> uh, Yeah, I was uh, a golden girl in it. Oh, and man. I remember touching her mouth and just going, I gotta get out of here and I like ran out but like I gotta go home and yeah. ran home and then just felt like, Am I gonna go to hell now? Oh yeah. Boy, yeah. oh boy, it was crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember uh, feeling really guilty about about it was like one of my early makeouts like that I could actually say was a makeout. And um, something happened. I can't remember what happened, but I just started feeling so guilty. and then I was like, you remember. What was No, I mean, I don't remember what made me started f- like like there was like a it happened, and then like it was like two days later, I just felt really guilty. And I think I was dealing with like some early anxiety, which I didn't know what it was, and right. I th- and I confused guilt with anxiety, and I just felt really anxious. And I thought I was like, "Oh man, I should never. I I, I this is what I get. I should I can't kiss anyone unless I know they're the one I'm supposed to marry, or like <laughs> something like that." And in my brain, I was like, "Yep, that's the right thing. Yeah, that's the right."
3: <laughs> it, it's
1: so funny, like that. You know, that doesn't do any long term like, damage. And then later, on, you you're like, "No, you had a." Panic attack. Yeah, and you thought it was God punishing you for kissing somebody. Oh gosh, oh, terrifying! Oh, man, I just feel like it'd be so great if like people in churches and stuff <laughs> were just like, "Hey, man, go out and just do it. Up. Just do it up." I just heard somebody talking
2: about purity culture on uh, uh, Fresh Air mm-hmm. with it, it, like this purity culture thing. Like, it's such a small niche thing, mm-hmm. but I've heard it being talked about a lot lately in culture. Like people who are our age that grew up through it. And, like, it just, I just sort of dealt with it. Like, I guess this is how life is. Yeah. Uh, But, man, oh, man, like, the stuff your brain is doing to you. Oh, yeah. When you're torturing yourself with that.
1: It is crazy. crazy. And it's years of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it's funny. And then you kind of, like, have an epiphany and you get over it or, you you know, in one way or another. And you're like, I can't believe I lived like that for
2: years. Years. And you're just torturing yourself with that kind (laughs) of stuff. Yeah. It's so (laughs) crazy. Oh, man. Oh,
1: my goodness. Well, here we are on the other side, you know, bluegrass and punk rock getting along.
2: <laughs> Ebony and
1: Ivory. <laughs> is that song really racist? Is that about a black person and a white person? Not that there's anything I racist about it's... it, but is that is it? Is the point of that song like, hey, check it out. Check us out. We're black. I think it's reverse racist I think it's
2: like I think it was like Hey we can get along I think it was like a posse Like uh, black people White people Can get along kind of song
1: Like at the time That was like a step forward I
2: think that's what it was Yeah Yeah, I think that was like Hey we can figure this out Kind of thing
1: Yeah Uh, We didn't
2: uh, By the way For for listeners Yeah we really In uh, 2018 We we did not figure it out We really got that figured out (laughs) <laughs> it's still a nightmare in our country. Should we but... talk
1: about racism now? Oh, oh gosh!
2: <laughs> so uh,
1: this is. Uh, Folks, this has
2: been really fun. Two middle-aged white guys. Let's have this conversation. Yeah, we yeah, got, you, we yeah, got light the, to share on this.
1: We're the experts. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, couple of spurts. <laughs> um, oh well, I feel I feel good. I feel like we've uh, we've covered a lot of a lot of ground here.
2: Uh, um, would you say this is better or worse than John Foreman's episode? I just need to. I just need to know. Hey, you know what, Todd? It yeah. was
1: Ebony and Ivory. I can't say.
2: <laughs> I just got. If I could just be better than John at one thing, it'd be oh, great.
1: Man. Well, let's just say that we. Let's just say that we <laughs> laughed a lot more. That's right, because I'm better than John. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, do you have something to say? What's wrong?
3: I'm so bummed. I hate that.
1: What? John Foreman yeah. bits. Yeah, junior high, junior high. We're stress. being honest here, folks. There's no dresses. This is jokes. It's all jokes. Um, okay. Um, well, I guess I guess we're we're done. And um, Todd, thank you so much for for letting me come over and, uh, you know, yuck it up here with you in your beautiful new living room. By the yuck way, hi? I love what you've done with the place. Thank you. We work really very hard. Really feeling good in here, folks. Todd Cooper, um, wh- how can we um? Oh, Todd has. We should plug you. You have a couple podcasts. Oh
2: man, that's all. Boy, I'm living the dream in Pcast Town. Felice
1: Navi Pod. Felice Navi Pod, which it, I have been a guest on. I think Was uh, I on you've that been one? a
2: multiple guest. You were you were a straight up street cred normal guest.
1: Right. Then you were a guest on the Patreon episode. I was a pop in and one too for like a couple seconds. I popped in and said.
2: Oh yeah, you've been around. You were around when we were recording, and you jumped in. That was great. And Um, then, but then you did. We did the uh, 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 a live watch of
1: Pollyanna. Oh yes, that was oh, great. So good.
2: That's on the Patreon. Um, That's the Patreon for yeah.
1: um, for Feliz Navipot.
2: <laughs> if you're interested, join a small handful of people who pay for that garbage. Please do. <laughs> yes. How can how can they do that? Um, Patreon.com and then search for Feliz Navipot. I should know that. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Feliz Navipot is up there on the on the. Uh, um, Uh, The iTunes thing And we're not Current right now Because we are Taking a hiatus But Mm -hmm. we are putting up New episodes on Patreon And then um, If you want to listen I've been a guest On the show Mega Mega which is great, great, great podcast. And Holly Lawrence show.
1: Oh, yes. So we just listened to your that. episode the other day, the one about um, Give <laughs> to Caesar, what is Caesar's? or That's right. So you were the, the church. Um, Comp
2: Troller. I was the person who ran the money.
1: Mega is a great podcast. It's really yeah, you should, fun. guys should all check it out. It's sort of um, a fic, uh, podcast for a fictitious mega church in Indiana. And um, and it's just spot on. Um, yeah, so, Todd so Playboy. guess the, it
2: on that. And then, uh, yeah, so what, those, are those are you
1: still doing the, the U2? podcast (laughs) no Uh, that's how i started felice
2: navi pod so i did so uh uh, my co-host on felice navi pod is this guy named tony thaxon who's a drummer for the band uh um uh oh boy thank you holy crap motion city soundtrack and uh he's a great dude tony's one of the funniest he's super dope i love him and then um he and i did a show years ago when there's a podcast called you talking you Two to me with scott ackerman and uh, uh Adam Scott Right which is very stupid and I love it very much even though I don't love you too I love this podcast and then I was like I love this show so much I want to do a podcast about the show about them talking about you too <laughs> So our show was called you two talking you two to me too <laughs> <laughs> and it was me and Tony and I, yes, and then Tony and oh, right. I did that show together, and then we started, I joined him on Feliz Nightyapod. Are those
1: episodes still available somewhere? You can still
2: get them, yeah. I, I just paid the uh, the fee to keep them up. Yeah. It was like oh, 10 I bucks. I always, anytime podcasts
1: disappear, I'm like, what's the problem? Just leave them up there. But I guess that's you the thing. You got to pay to host them. Yeah. That's
2: how they get you. But uh, yeah, but it's it's it was such a fun podcast and uh, yeah, so I put that up. But yeah, but
1: but uh, Felice Navipod is uh, it's coming back at some point. On...
2: It's going to come back. Uh, we are probably for Christmas soon... this year. Do you think? Yeah, for Christmas uh, we'll we'll do like it's a year on Christmas podcast. Which right away terrible idea. We Tony did this on his own before I joined, and uh, I hate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not a Christmas guy. So the show was sort of like he was pro-Christmas and I was anti, and that was the bit. But like now we've got bad about cop. It. What's that? Like
1: good cop, good bad cop? cop. Yeah, we've yeah.
2: cop bad cop Christmas. Oh, man. Hey,
1: you like presents? And I can be like, you don't get nothing. Cole. It's pretty great. Um, and the game that you guys play. Oh, is, yeah. Uh, where, is, 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 is that game on that podcast? It is. Can you match it? It's called.
2: Yeah. And uh, it's <laughs> We figured out on accident. Uh, we used to, we just sort of sing a lot because Tony's really musical. We yeah. just, and I'm terrible at music. So we just kind of sing a lot. And when I would edit the podcast, I would put the song behind us when we were singing. Yeah. And it would, I found out on accident that Tony had this natural ability to be in perfect pitch and perfect time with yeah. the song. Yeah. And like just out of his head. And so we started a game called Can You Match It? Where we just sing any song that comes up in our head. Yep. And then we tr- see if we can match perfect pitch in time. So it's, it's so, real hard it's to fun, do
1: folks. And uh, you know, t- the, the episode where Sarah sings, um, what was Amy Grant's song?:: <laughs> <laughs> Dun, na, Tender na, Tennessee, na, Christmas. Tennessee Christmas. Tender Tennessee Christmas. Just find that episode and listen to it, folks, because it is something very special.: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Oh
3: a song in time it's hard to sing a song in time and in tune out of context and I I did not commit I should have committed this is something we did that episode like a year and a half ago and I still regret that I didn't regret I didn't commit because I adjusted the 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 the, the, uh, the key like halfway through the verse yeah you s- <laughs> like it was not you a, sold out the
0: thing, hard. though you know
1: what it would not have been funny if you had been good. I mean, it would have been funny in a different way. It would have been like, "Oh wow, listen, she's so." Yeah,
2: Tony's spot is, on. Tony's is never funny. Tony's is always like, "Oh wow, cool," and then I sing, and it's like, "Wow." See,
1: that's where the money is. Yeah, yeah.
2: you gotta get, you gotta be bad at it, like me.
1: <laughs> oh, so fun! So, folks, check out all that stuff, and um, thank you, Todd, again for uh, for for doing this. Thanks thank for you, Sarah, me. for being here, um, hanging out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah, she's trying to. F- connect to a printer um, alright that's it folks see you next time Bye. alright guys here we are at the end of another what was I thinking podcast I <laughs> almost forgot what it's called anyway um, check out Todd Cooper my fantastic brother in law on uh, the Instagram at Todd C Cooper that's his handle that's T O D D C-C-O-O-P-E-R Lots of double letters It's pretty cool And um, thank you again guys So much for listening We'll see you next time
2: ever wanted to hear from the neighbor at nine cloverfield lane or what if i told you that dr loomis's worst patient wasn't michael myers i'm adam peacock host of the podcast my neighbors are dead join me each week as i talk to the lesser known characters from your favorite horror films each week is an all-new fully improvised journey into the unknown featuring friends and luminaries from the worlds of comedy horror and beyond new episodes every tuesday on campfire media subscribe now on apple podcasts or wherever you listen
3: Campfire.